This is Scott Vanderplue, and you're listening to the Artist Edition Index Podcast, Episode 52. I went down to the St. James Infirmary, found my baby there, stretched out on a long white table, so sweet, so cold, so fast. Thank you for joining me once more at this auditory version of the Artist Edition Index found at aeindex.org where we take all the articles that have happened over the past month and discuss them and uh, I add a little bit more of my two cents. All right, let's get into the month for a few things that have not happened in quite a while have finally happened and that is uh, we've seen a new Artist Edition last month and we saw a solicitation this month. That's pretty exciting. Let's uh, get into shipping chain. Actually, let's talk to... uh, Let me (laughs) discuss solicitations first, because that way we can move into shipping changes then. All right, so the Diamond Catalog went online, and that's the April 2021 catalog for items shipping June 2021 or later. And we saw two books from IDW, one Artist Edition and one Artisan Edition. Let's talk about the Artist Edition first. John Buscema's Buscema's Marvel Heroes Artist Edition. Here's the blurb. Featuring an outstanding sampling of Big John Buscema's classic stories, covers, and interior pages from the mid-60s to the late 70s. All in the groundbreaking and multi-Eisner award-winning Artist Edition format. Buscema was a true artist artist. His stellar anatomy, coupled with dynamic storytelling, made him one of the most revered and respected artists in the Marvel pantheon. This volume will contain several complete stories, including Avengers and Submariner, plus incredible examples of art from his runs on Avengers, Fantastic Four, Thor, Submariner, and more. There will be a gallery section chock full of covers. And, as with all artist editions, all the art in this book has been scanned from Buscema's originals, enabling the reader to be able to clearly view each page as never before. Clearly seeing pencils, editorial notations, ink gradients, more... All the little details and nuances that make original art unique. Unless you were looking over John Buscema's shoulder in his studio, you'll never have a better opportunity than this to see his artwork as it truly looks. Bonus! This book will feature several foldouts, presenting a number of Buscema's early, larger covers at full size, a true treat for art lovers. Publication date is October 13th. Uh, it's 12 by 17, 176 pages, 150 US. And that's that. Interesting. I'm wondering if Scott Dunbeer writes uh, this uh, writes the blurb here because I don't think other people would mention ink gradients. Hmm. I wonder if my review has reviews have any influence over that. Well, better not to throw an horn. All right. Interesting things about this book. Yeah, it's uh, you know they've got a they've got a list at least six months out for uh, Penguin Random House to carry it. Now that's uh, you probably noticed. Uh, the Jim Lee's uh, X-Men Artist Edition uh, was carried by all major uh, online booksellers and bookstores. So you saw it at Barnes & Noble, you saw it at Amazon. In Canada, we saw it at Indigo and Amazon CA. Um, bookshop.org, I think. And uh, for that to happen, as I said, six months. So that's why, as an example, the um, EC Covers Artist Edition was pushed back because they needed that full six months be able to do that so this book solicited six months great cover uh this book was mentioned on the um exclusive patreon uh, chat we had with scott dunbeer last month 
So it's nice to see it's solicited. All right, moving on to the second book in our solicitations. That's Starenko, Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Artisan Edition. Here's that blurb. Previously presented in the much-acclaimed Artist Edition format and winner of an Eisner Award, now you can appreciate this historic run of comics in the new Artisan Edition format. In the mid-1960s, Jim Stranko burst into the Marvel Age of Comics in a big way, and the innovative cinematic techniques he introduced in his brief tenure at the House of Ideas stand to this day as a high-water mark in the history of graphic storytelling. More than any other stories, Stranko was most associated with Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. This Artisan Edition collects the first 12 stories of Stranko's run from Strange Tales 151 to 162, as well as his covers from these issues. Additionally, there will be a select number of extras presented, and as usual, nearly all the pages have been scanned from the original art from Stranko's private archives. Story and art by Jim Stranko, with additional script by Stan Lee and Roy Thomas. Additional layouts by Jack Kirby. That's being released August 18th, 2021. It's 9 by 12 184 pages, 39.99 US. That's a soft cover with French flaps. Uh, interesting thing about this is uh, they're using the second print as the cover art, and um, the second print artist edition is still uh, in available. So if you were interested in getting this book as the artist edition, I suggest you get it full size. This book is stunning at full size, and I would heartily recommend it. Although if you don't like the size or you want to dip your toe, the artisan edition is a great format for that. Um, please take advantage of this book for sure. All right, and that leads us on to shipping changes. Let's go to the artist edition AE Format Books Index page. I try and keep this up to date as uh, as up to date as possible. So I check it every day. Uh, there's not changes every day. Certainly, I change the date uh, most days. All right, shipping changes. We had one shipping change. That's Jack Kirby's Fantastic Four Artist Edition has moved to June 30th. Uh, the other thing was uh, I was looking on the. Peng, no, I don't know if it was Penguin Random House or not. I was I was on Ada Weiss, and I noticed in the Dynamite catalog that um, Best of Emperor Magazine Art Edition has was canceled there. It's not canceled on Diamond. It's still showing as a May 19th ship date. It's, I mean, it's been moved, I don't know how many times, since from September 2016. But as well, I, I pulled that from the shipping list. I think we're going to see that finally canceled from Diamond. It's, I mean, it was canceled by... Uh, the book distributor, so I think that's pretty well. The Death Knell and Dynamite will not return any question I send to them. I found somebody on Facebook in one of my groups who started working at Diamond, and he was responsive, and then when I asked him information about this, he said he'd get more information, and now he's gone too. So I'm not quite sure what's happening, but not great. All right. That's uh, one shipping change. That's it. Now let's move on to some news. And I'm going to news in that. I started doing these artifact articles. So I posted artifacts for March 11th. And I had two pieces of news. Um, both pretty big, actually. First one was Nexus, The Coming of Gramondo Deluxe Edition. That's the uh, AE format size book of the first part of the Gramondo story from Steve Rude. And they're changing the size of the book from 10 by 15 to 12 by 17. Uh... It's a big book. There's some, I mean, I got the PDF preview because I backed it on Kickstarter. And I got to say, there's some material in there that really doesn't belong in an artist edition, but they're not calling it an artist edition, they're calling it a deluxe edition. So uh, it is 340 pages, so there's a lot of material there. Anyway, they've also launched the book on Indiegogo, 
It's a little bit more. It's 199 US, but they do they're doing free worldwide shipping. So if you were concerned about missing out on this book and you didn't get the Kickstarter, and now you live in say Europe or Asia, this is a great opportunity to get the book and to get free shipping. Because normally shipping to Europe is uh, kills these kind of deals. I know when I order books from Europe, frequently I think this is going to kill me uh, when I'm paying, you know, 40 euros to ship a book to Canada. All right. The second announcement. This is a big one. And here's, I will read the press release. The Judge Dread Art of Brian Boland, one of the most influential comic book artists of all time, is to be unleashed in a stunning new collection from 2000 A.D., Acclaimed as one of the greatest artists of his generation, Boland's work on Judge Dredd is to be showcased in a deluxe, oversized facsimile edition featuring new high-resolution scans of his original art from 2000 AD. Brian Boland, the Apex edition, will be released in 2022. Full details and pre-order will be announced at a later date. Boland is one of the definitive 2000 AD artists. His work on Judge Dredd helped catapult the series to international attention, not least thanks to his co-creation of the arch-alien super-fiend Judge Death as well as his slick, highly detailed line work on stories such as Punk's Rule and the Cursed Earth, the inventiveness and sardonic humor of his covers for 2000 AD, and the Eagle comic reprints for North America, confirmed him as one of the industry's greatest, who has influenced a huge number of today's comic book superstars. Brian Boland, the Apex Edition, follows Rebellion's successful Zenith Apex Edition, which collected Steve Yowell's stunning artwork from his and Grant Morrison's Super Series. Yeah, it collected the first part of the series. I really would like to see three more Apex Editions since... Steve Yow's got all the artwork. But anyways, that's just my... Back to the blurb. It will feature high-resolution scans of original art, showing Boland's delicate inking brushwork in unprecedented detail, as well as the titles and word balloons placed over it at the time by IPC's art team. It promises to be an unmissable collection for fans in, of comics and of fine art. Co-edited by Masters of British Comic Art author and artist Dave Roach and Rebellion Graphics Novels editor Oliver Pickles, Many pages of Boland's 2080 work has already been located and scanned, brought together from private collections in the U.S., U.K., France, and beyond. However, editors are still seeking a number of pages to scan and include in the special collection, many of which have not been scanned since their original publication. They are interested to hear from anyone who has the following, and that's you can go to my site for that. It said, all art will be security returned after being carefully scanned and appropriate credit given in the collection. If you have any of these pages, please contact Rebellion on press at 2080.com. All right, that is big news. So, yeah. So they listed as, uh, you heard it a couple of different ways, Brian Bull in the Apex Collection. And then the cover of the book, they showed a prelim cover, and it says, Judge Dread by Brian Boland Apex Edition. So is it, you know, is it Brian Boland Apex Collection, or is it Brian Boland Judge Dread Apex Collection? Well, wait and see. Anyway, big news. So, you know, 2022, finally we're going to see something from 2080 again which is awesome it's been a, quite a long time all right that's that let's move on to a deal alert i posted now this is i mean it's come and gone so you missed it but i would like to mention that i do post deal alerts on my website this deal was uh, hermes press had the gita and jim davis book for they had the gita treasuries for $49.99 each, and they had the Jim Davis for $40. And then they had a 25% discount. So you could actually get, I mean, you could get the Frank Thorne Gita books for $40 bucks US each. I mean, and then there was, if you bought, I forget how much you had to spend to get free shipping, but if you're buying both Gitas, you get free shipping. I mean, it was crazy. 
I put all these books in my cart, added their discount, and it was 105 US to get all three of the Hermes uh, AE format books. That's amazing. Now, they run deals like this a lot. So I, if you're interested in these books, two things. You may want to sign up for the Hermes Press email. Or at the very least, please go to the AINX.org, scroll to the bottom, and sign up for my newsletter. It comes out every week, Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern. It's only got links from articles that I posted that week. If I didn't post, like last week, there's no newsletter. It's certainly not spammy. It's just telling you, hey, here's what's happening on the A index and what worth doing. All right, let's talk out-of-print sales. Uh, These things are happening. I'm telling you, the, uh, I know everybody's at home with the COVID-19, but uh, we're seeing some really interesting things happening with online sales. Let's talk about what's sold. All right, Alien Illustrated Story, one copy sold, 150 uh, One copy of the Bernie Wrights and Artifact Edition second print sold for $299.99. That's crazy. One copy of Best of EC Comics Volume 1 sold for 200 Two copies of Bill Sienkiewicz's Mutants and Moon Knights and Assassins sold for an average of 290 Two copies of Dave Cockrum's X-Men Artifact Edition sold for an average of $123.99. Five copies of Dave Stevens' The Rocky Artist Edition sold for an average of one twenty-five ninety-nine. Now we're seeing this. This is big. Somebody in California has been selling what they say are still sealed first printing of the Rocketeer. This has brought the price down dramatically. I'm wondering like, where did these things come from? Was there a warehouse somewhere? Like they were only distributed through Diamond or through IDW. I don't know. Man, I wish sometimes I was close to the IDW offices in California because things would pop up and get sold. I don't remember the Rocketeer Artist Edition being, sh- sh- the box being shrink-wrapped. If anybody remembers, and I'm not talking about people who bought this on eBay, I'm talking about people who remember from when they when they bought it when it came out in 2010. Was the entire box shrink-wrapped? Because I looked at my box, and the, the lid is held down by two stickers, but I don't remember if the box was shrink-wrapped or the book inside was shrink-wrapped. Something just uh, doesn't, my memory's not jarring with the whole thing being shrink-wrapped on the outside. If you have that, please email me, scott at aeindex.org, if you have that memory. That would be great. All right, moving on. Three copies of David Mazzuccelli's Jennifer Born Again, Artist Edition, for an average of two thirty-five fourteen. Interesting, the Artisan Edition has not brought the price of that down, which is nice to see. One copy of ElfQuest Gallery Edition sold for $149.95. One copy of Frank Cho's Savage Wolverine sold for $3.59. I, I, don't, I don't get that. This, this book's readily available on... You know, eBay, you know, it was selling for like 110, 140 all day long. Why the jump? Two copies of Frank Miller's Daredevil Artifact Edition sold for an average of 162. One copy of Frank Miller's Sin City, The Hard Goodbye, sold for 175. Two copies of Gene Colon's Tomb of Dracula sold for an average of 249.95. Two copies of Jack Davis's EC Story sold for an average of 197.96. One copy of Jack Kirby's Marvels and Heroes and Monsters sold for 175. Three copies of Jack Kirby's The Mighty Thor sold for an average of 133.31. Two copies of Jim Lee DC Legends sold for an average of 132.50. Uh, one copy of Joe Kubert's Stars in the Apes sold for 79.99. One copy of John Buscema's Silver Surfer Artist Edition sold for 149.95. Two copies of John Byrne's Fantastic Four sold for 154.13 average. One copy of John Byrne's X-Men Artifact Edition sold for 266. One copy of John Romita's Amazing Spider-Man Artist Edition Volume 2. Sold for 85. Two copies of the Lone Wolf and Cub Gallery Edition sold for an average of 162.50. Uh, 
There's a book that, again, that was, you know, 99 cover, languished well below that for quite a while. Now it's been up steadily above. Three copies of Marvel Covers Artist Edition First Print sold for an average of one forty-six sixty-five. One copy of Michael Golden's Micronauts sold for three ninety-nine. Now that's the standard cover, not the variant or anything. One copy of Mike McGola's Hellboy in Hell Second Print sold for one fifteen. One copy of Sergio Aragona's Grew the Wanderer sold for one twenty. Two copies of Spawn Vault Edition sold for an average of four ten. One copy of Spawn Vault Edition Two sold for two fifty. One copy of Star Wars Artifact Edition sold for one hundred nine ninety-nine. One copy of Star Wars Dark Times Gallery Edition sold for sixty-five. One copy of Stranko Nick Fury Agent of Shield first print sold for one sixty-five. One copy of Wally Woods EC Stories Artist Edition first print sold for six seventy-five. Wow. One copy of Wally Woods EC Stories second print sold for two ninety. One copy of Walter Simonson Star Wars Artist Edition sold for one ninety-nine fifty. One copy of Walter Simonson's Thor, The Mighty Thor. I really should add the Mighty to my list. Sold for $89.99. Two copies of the second print sold for $98.92 average. One copy of Will Eisner's Contract with God, Curator's Collection, sold for $165.24. And one copy of Will Eisner's The Spirit, Artist Edition, sold for $174.99. And to make the list more interesting, I've added a section at the bottom of highest prices I've seen paid. So I wrote, with prices going ever higher on variants, I'm adding a small list of the highest prices seen on eBay. Some interesting things. So David Mazzucchelli's Daredevil Born Again on Artist Edition, signed, numbered, slipcased, sold for $900 on January 24th. One copy of Jim Lee's X-Men Artist Edition, the signed copy, sold for $799 on March 3rd. One copy of John Romita's The Amazing Spider-Man Artist Edition, remarked, now that's signed by Stan Lee, John Romita, and sketched by John Romita, sold for $1,800 on January 30th. And one copy of Hollywood's EC Stories Artist Edition first print sold for six seventy five, which I mentioned earlier, but it made the list. So four books. Those are some big prices. I mean, Wally Woods is nine years old, but six seventy five, I mean, that's a huge jump. And eighteen hundred for the I guess you can't fault the Ramita. I mean, of any of the remarked, that's I mean, I I did buy that one and the Mezzicelli. Just because those are the ones that really stood out to me as being something so unique that I didn't think we'd ever see anything like it again. I guess I should have bought a Jim Lee Artist Edition signed, but 300 US. I mean, the variant covers don't appeal to me. I like signed and numbered, but because I, I buy every AE format book and I get them at a discount, I, I don't want to pay full price for any book, really. I just... The days of me paying full price are long gone. I can't even remember paying full price for a book. I started collecting comics in 1980. I guess I paid full price at the Spinner Rack at Max Milk. But uh, I started going to a comic shop not long after that, and I had a pull list, and I've had a discount ever since. I mean, yeah, I don't like to pay full price on any book, really. All right. Uh, I've got two reviews this month. I was back up to two reviews. I don't know how it happened exactly, but I thought I'd, well, I'll talk about it later, but I, I do know how it happened. But a couple things I wanted to mention about how to support the Artist Edition Index. Uh, three ways. One, become a Patreon patron. Uh, dollar a month or more. You can give whatever you'd like, but it starts at a dollar, and that's just a way to say thank you for what you're doing, and here's a little money to support you. I appreciate it greatly. It helps keep the lights on, helps pay the bills. I've got the website, and I've got the books to buy. 
Uh, second way to support the site is to use any of the affiliate links I have on the site. If you see an Amazon link or a Things from Another World link or an eBay link, I'm getting a percentage from all of those when you click through it and buy something. I greatly appreciate that as well. And now I've got a third way that you can support the uh, Artist Edition Index, and that is to go to my store. And you think, what store? Yep, it's, it's uh, in my list of um, shortcuts in front of every review, and it's in the main menu across the top. I started a store, and that's because of one of my reviews, I had uh, some extra copies. And I thought, well, i got to sell these. I mean, I'm sitting on them forever. And then I looked through my closet and went through my extra copies and realized I've got extra copies of a lot of things. Uh, Mads Jelly's Dead Ever Born Again Artist Edition. I've got Eric Powell's Lagoon. I've got, uh, I've got a signed uh, studio edition of Jaime, Jaime Hernandez. I've got Jeff, Bone, Jeff Smith's Bone. I've got Basema's Silver Surfer. I've got John Byrne's Marvel Classics. I've got the Book of Ballads. Usagi Jimbo Samurai and Other Stories. I've got a Wally Wood Thunder Agents Portfolio. And I've got a Simonson's The Mighty Thor Artist Edition. Uh, about half of them are still sealed. Um, a couple of them have a, an issue. Uh, the Book of Ballads has a bump on the bottom. Uh, the Simonson's Mighty Thor has a, just a tiny color break on the back from shelfware. And... Um, yeah, that's about it, actually. Oh, and my John Burns Marvel Classics Art Edition is a misprint. Uh, there's a fold-out in the book that I don't have. So I put these books up. I set an initial price um, based on market value. I took money off um, if it had an issue, like the bump of the spine or the missing uh, fold-out. Otherwise, it's market value, i.e., you know, what I'm finding on eBay every month. I am in Canada, but I do, I've been able to use, uh, there's some good shipping services where I'm able to ship media mail uh, for a small fee. So it, it costs me between 2 and $3. I drop the book off somewhere in southern Ontario, and they drive it across Niagara Falls, New York, and it shipped media mail for me. So I pay the media mail plus the service fee. So it's pretty great. Um, I was surprised, actually. I mean, I don't do a lot of U.S. shipping. Obviously, I'm in Canada. I was surprised that there's no insurance with media mail. So my first in a couple quotes, I didn't include the insurance, but I had to pay it out of my pocket. So that worked out. Anyways, and for Canadians, I found some good things. I'm using ship time. It wasn't too bad. I shipped something um, across southern Ontario. It was, I don't know, I think it was $15, $20. wasn't too bad. All right, enough about me and my store. Please support me. Really appreciate it. Two reviews this month. Binky Brown Meets the Holy Virgin Mary. This book, before I get into this, so th- this book has been on Wikipedia as listed as an artist edition. You know, it's not. Um, but it's been out there since 2009. I finally, it's $29. I mean, I, I had some extra credits on Indigo. So I ordered the book after Christmas and thought, you know, I'll have a look at it. Uh, looked at it. I don't like underground comics. It doesn't appeal to me. The autobiographical nature is fun. The story is fine. Just the artwork is generally sort of crude. This one is about Binky Brown and going to Catholic school and how he's dealing with puberty. And there's a lot of penises in this book. He's drawn a lot of penises. So that doesn't particularly appeal to me. And uh, as I said, the art is sort of amateurish. But it is, you know, scans of his original art. And when you look at this book, it's the it has got everything you'd want in an A format book. It's got a wonderful introduction by Art Spiegelman. It's a good size. It's got a beautiful cover. It's a, like a die cut cover. Like it's just gorgeous. Um, the scans are all very nice, good quality. 
Um, the book, unfortunately, is uh, 10 by 14. And what I found online is um, the artist at the time, I believe, was doing larger pieces of art. But this is what we got, right? So I did not classify it as an 80 format book. If you look on my site, it, the review is there, but I, it's by Justin Green. I, I will get to the blurb in a minute, but... Uh, I've listed it as uh, my others are not an AE uh, index page, which has you know has the artisan editions, it has the portfolios, it has things that I feel are not full size. All right, so here's the blurb. Let me go back to the top of my review here. And again, um, anything I talk about on the podcast, go online, look at the pictures. Right, this is a visual. I do reviews as a visual, a picto review. I want to put a lot of information up that I can about the book. I want to put pictures. I want you to make a decision based on what you're seeing. Not on me, you know, blabbing about it in the review. All right. A lost classic of underground cartooning, Binky Brown meets the Holy Virgin, is the very first of two genres. The autobiographical graphic novel and a secular exposition of obsessive compulsive disorder. Through his cartoon doppelganger Binky, Justin Green explores the relationship between sexual repression and the formation of homemade coping strategies which manifest as spectacular neurotic symptoms. Occasionally sexually explicit, hilarious, and provocative with artwork that veers wildly between formalist and hallucinogenic, this work has been cited in many reference books as being a cornerstone of the underground cartooning genre. We've reproduced this definitive edition by taking the actual original art from which the 72 Last Gasp newsprint comic was printed and reproducing it exactly as is with all the ambulant marks and corrections that were germane to the craft in that era. Green has also added an insightful and illustrated afterward, which discusses the cultural context in which his magnus opus was created, as well as the recent medical advances that have revealed the biochemical origin of obsessive compulsive disorder. The result is a collector-worthy volume lavishly produced as a hardback edition with a foreword by Art Spiegelman. So it's published by McSweeney's in December 2009, or, you know, 10.2 by 14.1, 64 pages, 29 U.S., I would love to see other smaller works done in this format. If you take the 64 pages, I mean, you double it to artist edition size, you know, 128. Say you triple it. Tripling this page count, I mean, will that keep it under 100 still? I mean, yes. This is a gorgeous book. 2009, and they're still selling it. I don't know if it's a... I'm clicking on my copy to see if there is a... I think it's first print still, believe it or not. All right, interesting. Yeah, go online, take a look. Um, interesting stuff. That's pretty well all I'm going to say about it. I uh, the great afterward. I mean, you know, this is always as I was saying, but what you want to see from an artist edition. Um, <clears throat> really great cover, uh, nice design, very clean. A lot of white uh, pages, and then we go to the original art, which is nice. There's no borders in the original art; it's just as is. So. Um, and then a really detailed afterward by the artist giving his thoughts. I mean, you really couldn't ask for more from a piece of work showing the original art. It's well done. Very well done. All right, moving on. The World of John Buscema. Cart Gallery Masters, books number one. The blurb. Catalog created for the exhibition The World of John Buscema, held in Lucca from 30th October to 3rd November. 2019 during the Luca Comics and Games International Convention and then at the Cart Gallery starting from Saturday, 9th of October until 20th. The Moster offers two complete stories by the American Master, one of Thor and one of Conan, as well as various covers and 
tables from some of the main series in which the Masters worked. I think they mean splash pages or pages. The large format hardback catalog was produced in a limited edition of only 150 numbered copies, all accompanied by a dust jacket. So this is from Cart Gallery 2019. There's no ISBN. It's 12 inches by 16 and a half inches, 80 pages. It's 55 euros. It is only available from Cart Gallery in Italy. <clears throat> I had uh, I had ordered one, and then there was I was looking at the shipping. And I thought, well, this is crazy. And then I went on the forum and said, hey, I'm ordering this. Does anybody else want any copies? I'll get some extras. So I ordered some extras. I actually ordered and ended up ordering five because the shipping was basically the same as one. I thought this is ridiculous. So I ordered the five, got them in. Nobody from the forum wanted any additional copies. And then I you know, sort of promptly forgot about it. I kept meaning to review this book, but then I was well, I thought, I'll wait till the, the pandemic lockdown is over so I can drive over to the border and ship them. You know, people don't want to pay Canadian shipping. They want to pay, you know, U.S. media mail shipping. So I didn't do that. And then, you know, uh, we had that uh, we had a Zoom call with Scott Dunbeer for my Patreon patrons, and then he mentioned that the John Buscema's Marvel Heroes book is coming out. And I thought, oh, man, i got to review this other book I've got. Uh, I need to get this out there. And then I need to sell my extra copies. This is crazy. That's why I started the store. And in my re- review, if you read the review earlier, uh, at the bottom I mentioned having extra copies and that uh, they were for sale. Uh, I have sold my four extra copies. I just have my copy now, so I've removed it from the store and I've removed that mention from the review page. So if you're interested in getting one now, Got to go to Cart Gallery in order from Italy. Apparently, they still have them in stock. All right, let's talk about this book. First interesting thing was it came with a dust jacket, but it's just, it's an old school dust jacket. I mean, throwing back to the concept of dust jacket is just paper to keep the book safe. It is a very heavy cardboard dust jacket with, and it it's was cut weird. It doesn't actually fit the book, so. Um, with the dust jackets that were too big, I trimmed them a bit so that they would fit properly. But, uh, yeah, weird. But the book itself is very nice. And, it, you know, it, it, it's interesting because, again, if, if, a, uh, if art is on exhibition, then they seem to be able to produce it as a gallery catalog without getting publishers' permissions. We, we've seen this a few times now. And it, it just opens the door to me. I mean, you want to do uh, you want to do an art, um, you want to do an original, you know, an AE format book. You know, just do a gallery, have all the stuff on display, and then say, "Oh, I'm going to do a gallery edition," and uh, you know, a catalog, and uh, then hopefully you don't have to get permissions. It seems that seems to be the way, anyways. All right, getting into this, we got two stories. We have a we have the complete issue of Thor 197, the Well at the Edge of the World. And then we have Conan the Barbarian 29, 2 against Turin. Then we have some covers. We have Conan the Barbarian uh, number 46, Conan the Barbarian 83, Conan the Barbarian 105, and then we have pages. We have a page from Silver Surfer 7, we have a page from Thor 191, from Thor 217, from Thor 258, and from Conan the Barbarian movie special number 1. Then we have a biography. So it's a nice material. Uh, it's well presented. The scans are great. Um, I'm not sure this either is full-size original art. Now, they, they have trimmed these pages. There is no border, so that's uh, really to speak of. They've really, for the scans, they've gone back right to the edges. And then on every page, they list the page number. They list the pencil. They list the inker. They list the media, and they list notes. And unfortunately, the notes are almost always comics code approval on the back. You know, 
they almost never list margin notes, which is what I would have liked to seen, but they cut off for the scans. That's kind of annoying. Otherwise, though, the work presents really well. Um, very nice stuff. I've, of course, you know, you've ne- we've never seen a John Buscema floor or Conan printed. And I, I don't think, based on the solicitation for the Marvel book, uh, I don't uh, think we're going to see, we definitely won't see Conan. Because it's a licensed property, Robert E. Howard, right, estate. So while Marvel has the, pro- the license to reprint it, IDW would have to work with Marvel and the Robert E. Howard estate to do that. So they won't do that. I don't think we're going to see a Thor in that Marvel in the Marvel Heroes book. We may, but it won't be this Thor. So that's why I feel confident. Actually, you know, I didn't know beforehand, but I still feel confident in anybody who wants to order this book. Uh, it's a great way to get some John Buscema, right? As I said, the presentation is nice. I like the chapter dividers. They've done some great work. Uh, white pages uh, for the border. So the, the art really pops, uh, the yellowness of the, and the art really pops because of the white pages. I maybe would have done an off-white, sort of like uh, how uh, Peter Maraska does with the newspaper reprints where he doesn't actually use white borders. He uses a slightly off-white border. And it's just a softer way to look at the uh, aged art. Anyways, nice presentation. Uh, what I don't I, there's they do a synopsis for the story, which is nice. They tell you what happens a little before you know beforehand, uh, which is great. You can catch up for the full issues. A synopsis for each cover, or a synopsis for each extra page, really doesn't do us any good. We, you're giving us one page of 22, and you're going to give a synopsis. We don't need the synopsis. Let's, you know, I would have liked more pages, or maybe reduce it. I don't know. Either way, um, it is numbered in pencil, or I think no, it is pen. Uh, they're individually hand-numbered out of 150. Uh, there's a note. Interesting, the whole book is in English, is in Italian first and English. And then the, the numbering page is all in Italian, which I thought, wow, why did they do that? From what I can gather from, you know, Google Translate, the first 25 copies um, were had, had an original piece of art by Gabriel Delato, who did the introduction. And then, uh, so I assume copies 26 to 150 are... Uh, after that. Now, I ordered my copies uh, late 2019, so it wasn't too long after the exhibit. And I actually, I ordered five, and the, my, my copies numbers were not sequential. I got some in the 20s and some in the 30s, so it was still pretty early on. I'm not sure how many they sold. This was mentioned on the forums by uh, one of the forum members who went and uh, saw the exhibit and then picked up the catalog. Um, as with all reviews now that I'm doing, uh, I didn't do it for the Mickey Brown book, but I have a, uh, I'm doing a flip through on uh, YouTube and, uh, just as this podcast can be found, you know, either normal podcast channels or I convert it and I put it on YouTube as well. So go to the website, aindex.org, take a look at the reviews, have a look through all the stuff and then make an informed decision based on what you see in my reviews. That's it for me. I don't have any reader mail this month. Actually, I have one more thing. See? I don't have any reader mail this month. Uh, please email me any questions you have. Scott at aeindex.org. Uh, that's also on the about page on aeindex.org. I can't believe I forgot it. I forgot to mention the poll for this month. Now, this month's poll, again, brought by uh, Patreon patron uh, David Jacoy. Here's his blurb. Uh, Swamp Thing has long been considered one of the best DC characters, created by the one and only Bernie Wrightson with Len Wein. Ween. Over the years, some of the best writers and artists have made the Muck Monster an absolute phenomenon. The atmospheric artwork was the perfect companion to the iconic 
writers dark and foreboding stories, so Swamp Thing remains a beloved character to this day. Who among these stellar artists deserves the artist's treatment? My two pregnant pauses there is me wanting to do a grammatical fix. I say, who amongst these? I should change that. All right. Anyways, so we had Stephen Bissett with John Tottleman. Got 36 votes, runaway winner. Second place, Rick Veitch with Alfredo Ocala. Got 12 votes. Eight votes went to Nestor Redondo. Five votes to Phil Hester with Kim DeMolder. And two votes to Tom Yates. Um, I don't like Swamp Thing. Um, I don't like really Swamp Thing art. I voted for Nestor Redondo because of all the artists. He was the one I'd sort of pick out of these five. But I wouldn't really want to see a Swamp Thing art edition. Anyways, so this is clearly this poll was not for me. But there it is. Interesting. As well, I've been you know I've been pondering. Last month I did the uh, I did this podcast the first day of the month and posted it. But normally I do it the last day of the month and post it. And I thought, well, why, why do I do it the last day? Sort of like this poll. I used to put it up on the 15th of every month, but I, it, was, it was meant to be up on the last half of the month. So I should have been putting it up on the 16th. So starting recently, I've been changing it to the 16th because it doesn't make any sense otherwise. So there you go. I'm still putting this up on the end of the month. Um, podcast may go to the first of the month. We'll see. I've not decided. All right, this time I really mean I'm done. And I appreciate everybody for listening. I join me again next month when I take the artist edition and bring it to life-ish, as much life as I can muster. Thanks for listening. Let her go, let her go, God bless her. Wherever she may be, she can search this wide world over. She'll never find a sweet man like me.